So hi, good evening, everyone. Um, Shavuot Tov. I hope everyone uh, had a very restful Shabbat. Um, I'm very happy to uh, be here, uh, welcoming all of you, and of course, uh, Rabbi Zukir, um, for his uh, new class for this uh, round of um, courses at Drisha. So. Um, Rabbi Zuhir, of course, is a, um, a regular teacher here at uh, Drisha and for the uh, Drisha Kolal winter programs. Um, he is a research fellow at the, um, in philosophy at the University of Notre Dame, and he has a PhD in ancient Judaism from Yale. And of course, Micha from Ritz and was a member of uh, Yeshiva University's Kolel Um, And I'm really looking forward to uh, looking at some at uh, some passages from uh, Gemara uh, Shabbat, uh, looking at, you know, rather than kind of usual um, halachic sugyot, uh, some theology. So thank you and uh, enough of me talking for now. Thanks. Oh, thank you so much, man. And, uh, I'm excited to be here as well. I'll just add sort of general thing, uh, a sort of action. Um, with uh, with everything we're seeing on the news um, and uh, coming out of Ukraine, uh, mo many troubling, some uh, hopeful news recently. Um, but we're we're expecting to have uh, soon to be released uh, an upcoming series on on some Jewish voices from Ukraine. So stay tuned for that. A little bit of uh, Hasidus, a little bit of Halacha, a little bit of uh, Yiddish literature. So just uh, stay tuned on that front. Um, in terms of this series, which uh, which as Maxine said, I'm certainly very excited about too. So we're looking at, over the next three weeks, we're looking at three different sugyas in, uh, mostly in Gemara, uh, mostly in Gemara Shabbos. Um, and uh, uh, so uh, two in Shabbos, one elsewhere on different theological topics. So we're gonna be working through the Gemara on the one hand, but very much with an eye to some of the, uh, some of the theological issues at hand. Um, and uh, and so the the um, we'll be working through the Gemara. So instead of a topical class where I can sort of throw sort here and work through uh, a fair amount of uh, Gemara and and, and Rishonim, uh, the, there's going to be some theological payoff uh, along the way. Um, and uh, this week we're going to talk about the idea of Hashochei Iker Shabbos, someone who forgets the principle of Shabbos and uh, the this principle, this corresponding principle of uh, what we might call uh, Shabbat awareness, um, uh, like a, we'll see, we'll be somewhat of a, a latent principle, like a basic part of, of, uh, of the Jewish experience. That's this week. Next week, we'll talk about Mahalech Bamidbar, someone who's stuck literally in the desert and uh, you know, doesn't have uh, doesn't have an iPhone, doesn't have a watch, doesn't have a sense of time, doesn't know when Shabbos is. What do you? And the answer will be uh, surprising, I think, and illuminating in terms of how we understand Shabbos, how Shabbos sort of functions in our life. And then two weeks from now, we'll talk about the the particularist universe side of things, um, the topic of uh, Goisha Shabbos, a Gentile keeping Shabbos, and that seems to be discouraged. And, and what that tells us uh, about 
uh, about Shabbos, about sort of the distinction between Jews and non-Jews. So those are the topics. Um, and oh, I should say also one more preliminary thing is ways. Um, I prefer to see faces, uh, live, uh, live faces on the, on the screen if possible. I think it helps, uh, it helps the interaction, it helps me present. Hopefully it helps you learn as well as you can. So thank you for those who joined. Uh, it's uh, good to see some faces and, and hopefully some more. And I think with that, with that, we're going to jump, jump right into the sources. And uh, as, as is my aunt, I have a share screen. Um, so here we go with that. And if I'm looking up, that's because that's where my screen is. So this is right at the beginning of the seventh chapter, Perak Zion of Shabbos, Actate Shabbat. And uh, it's sort of a, a fitting, uh, you've ever learned Shabbat, somewhat unusual at first that it, you start, you start, start sort of in media res. You start, you're already running. You're talking about uh, the issue of hotza and hachnasa, an item into a house or out of a house, uh, like, uh, and the, the, you know, issue related to caring with that. You don't get to the principles of Shabbos, sort of the core of what's prohibited on Shabbos until Perak Zion, until chapter seven. Now, uh, I think there's a real symbolism here, uh, right? Shabbos is on the seventh day. Yep, it takes you until you get to the seventh chapter before you get to the principles of what are the 39 malachos, the 39 prohibited categories of work. And even before that, the prior issue, what we're going to look at right at the beginning of the chapter is what, um, what are the things that, uh, what, under what scenarios is one uh, violate Shabbos and to what degree? Sort of the the overall principle. So chapter seven, Parag Zion of Shabbos, where this comes up. An interesting parallel before we jump in is that Parag Zion of Shvius, the laws of the sabbatical year, laws of Shemitah. Also, it takes until the seventh chapter before you get those principles. And of course, Shemitah also is the seventh year. So that's like an interesting literary note. Uh, do with that what you will. But for us, we're going to be we're going to be looking through the Gemara. Really, we'll start with the Mishnah here, right at the beginning. Of the uh, of the seventh chapter, so the Mishnah said, "Klal Gadol Amru B'Shabbos." They said a big rule about Shabbos, and here's the big rule. And uh, anyone who forgets the principle of Shabbos, and someone does a lot of malacha, right? Does a lot of the thirty-nine categories of prohibited labor. Let's say they plant a tree and they bake bread. Uh, and they light a fire. They do all sorts of different things that are different malachos. You only one. You only bring one sin offering. Now, just a couple of uh, uh, introductory points on that. In general, what and this is up uh, just in a couple of weeks in the parsha. One brings a chatas, a carbon chatas, a sin offering when one violates certain types of sins, specifically sins that one is chay of kares. Um, one who's uh, one who uh, uh, you know one who uh, that's uh, liable for excision. There's a list of 36 sins that are liable for kares. So if you violate one of those and you do it, shogeg. Shogeg uh, often is translated as uh, unintentionally, but maybe it's a bit less than unintentionally. It's unwittingly. You don't really realize some important fact about what you're doing. Sometimes that will be, let's say, you don't know that it's Shabbos in our case, or you don't know, let's say that it's prohibited to light a fire on Shabbos. Um, there's some important fact that you're not aware of, 
So that so if you violate a, a sin in a bear that has uh, that leads to kares, bishogeg unwittingly not fully realizing an important aspect, then you atone for that by bringing a carbon chatas. Our Mishnah is going to talk about the different scenarios and how many chatases you bring uh, given case. So our first scenario, we said, you forget about Shabbos, right? So it, uh, it, it skips your mind. You know, you're not, you're, you just forget that there is such a thing as Shabbos. And, uh, you know, let's say that's for a long period of time, for years on end, you just forget that there is such a thing as Shabbos. And every Shabbos, you do multiple malachos, you light fires, you uh, you bake, you do other things. You only bring one chatas. Now, this is a little surprising. You think you did a lot of different things. You did a lot of different malachos on a lot of different Shabbos. You think maybe you'd bring hundreds. The answer is no. You only bring one karban. Um, and we'll, we'll see a bit more about that in a minute. But presumably, the idea is going to be you made one mistake. It's a very big mistake. You forgot Shabbos for many years in, in relation to many things, but you made one mistake, so you bring one. Okay, next case. Let's say you do know of the principle of Shabbos. And right, you know what Shabbos is. For multiple Shabbases, for whatever reason, Maybe you forgot that today was Shabbos, maybe something else. You did a lot of malacha. Again, you baked, you cooked, you uh, you lit fires, you chopped down trees, you planted trees, you killed animals, all the things. Um, and and uh, you did multiple malachos, but you knew there was Shabbos, just maybe you forgot each week. You forgot, oh, I thought of today was Friday instead of Saturday. You just made that mistake. So I'll call Shabbos Shabbos. You bring one carbon each, Per Shabbos, meaning even if you did 10 different things on 10 different Shabbases, you only bring a total of, uh, you know, a total of it's one for each Shabbos. Why? Again, the idea presumably is you made, let's say you, you skipped 10, you got confused about 10 Shabbases, you made 10 mistakes, right? You thought Shabbos was Friday 10 times. So it doesn't, we don't, we don't take into account how many times you violated Shabbos, how many different malachos you did. All we say is you forgot about these 10 different days of Shabbat bring 10 karban chatases. So that's case number two. Now, case number three, Hayodea Shehu Shabbos. Not only do you know that there is this concept of Shabbos, you even know that today is Shabbos in, in the scenario. And right, you know every week, you know it's Shabbos, and you still have multiple malachos. Now, in, there, in order for this to be a case of shogeg, where it's unwitting, you have to somehow forget something. Like you forget, um, you you know it's Shabbos, you know the days of the week, you just somehow don't realize that it's prohibited to light fires on Shabbos or it's prohibited to knit on Shabbos. Uh, you forget, so you do multiple malachos, having forgotten that each one is prohibited. Chayav, I'll call malacha, umalacha. You're chayav each time for every malacha. So let's say Shabbos number one, you, uh, you sewed clothing and you lit a fire and you chop down a tree. So that's three different carbonos that you would bring on one for, for each Shabbos. That you, right, so this Shabbos, you have these three things. You, you forgot each of them were prohibited. You did them. You bring three carbonos. The next Shabbos, three more. You bring three more. Scenario number three. And now scenario number four. If you do multiple malachos, uh, multiple prohibited acts, but they're all subsets of the same act. 
then enochayev ella chatas acha. Then you only bring one chatas. So what's an example of this? Let's say you plant a tree and then you also splice right? So you might say, well, those are two different things. No, they're, they're considered the same because in the same category of 39 categories of malacha, and categories of prohibited act, and they're, one's a subset of the other, but they're in the same category. So you're only going to be high of one, no matter how many different, you know, let's say on Shabbos, you do all these different uh, plantings of different types. At the end of the day, it's all the same category. You're going to be one chatas for all of those actions. Now, of course, each action is independently prohibited. It's not like once you did one, like, okay, I might as well finish uh, for, the, for the week. It doesn't work that way. It's still prohibited, but you, you max out at one chatas per category of, uh, per malacha, per category of prohibited labor that you do. So this is our Mishnah. Um, and it's really interesting. I mean, it's not practical in any direct sense, right? Because we're not bringing carbon chatas nowadays. Well, the Gemara does, uh, you know, whether you should keep track if you do, if you do make errors in this way, but you should keep track of how many chatas you owe. But uh, you know, we're we're not so worried about that. We'll worry about that later. You know, God. But uh, but but what's what's interesting here is sort of the conceptual uh, layout of this topic. Here, are the basic principles. It'll get a bit more complex in a second. Um, but the basic principles here, uh, and this is this applies to Shabbos applies more broadly. What are you liable for? How many cards do you have to bring? How many sort of big categories of mistakes did you make? Uh, and how do we parcel that out? Again, the categories are, if you don't know what Shabbos is at all, all, all the malachi you did over all Shabbos is that's one big mistake. You bring one karma. If you know what Shabbos, you just somehow forgot a bunch of Shabbos, then you bring one carbon per Shabbos. If you get today that each day is Shabbos, but you somehow a bunch of malacha, you bring um, you bring one carbon per malacha, uh, so right per, per category that you do. But if you have multiple, if you do multiple malachos within the same category, same of malacha, within the same uh, heading uh, of malacha, only bring one uh, for that subset. So that's that's our Mishnah. And let's go through Rashi now. Um, and I see uh, Simon says, ignorance is bliss. And well, uh, it may or may not be bliss, but it certainly is uh, is a per carbon, right? It certainly fits. Your exposure uh, to, to owing carbonos um, again. It's it doesn't. It, it, well, we'll see. We'll see in a few minutes. It may or may not mitigate what one does, um, but certainly it, uh, it it protects you from having to bring more carbs. Um, so let's take a look at Rashi. Rashi has always helped spell this out. Finally, Klal Gadol. Rashi is big Why do we call it some big rule? What's so special about this? That's in the Gemara. It's in piece, but we're not going to look at it. Um, what does it mean to forget the principle of Shabbos? Now, this person thinks that there's no such thing as Shabbos in the Torah. A shocking idea for someone who's educated uh, Jewishly even to a, a, a small degree, but we'll see different scenarios where that might come up uh, in, in a, a bit uh, towards the this year. So then it says, right? this is, if you don't know what Shabbos is at all, you only bring one chatas. And uh, right, Rashi's is based on the Gemara. Shmira achas l'shabas harbe. There's this idea where we say that you have to guard once for many Shabboses. Ushmira l'chol Shabbos v'Shabbos. In a different sense, you have to guard every individual Shabbos. So we'll see that Gemara in one moment. 
Um, but we learn out from that these two different psukim. One implying you guard each Shabbos, each day of Shabbos independently, and another one implying that you sort of guard Shabbos in a general. This idea of Shabbos, keeping one, one shmira, one sort of guarding all the Shabbos in this case, meaning you made one big mistake. You didn't you didn't realize that there was such a thing as Shabbos, so that's a lot of Shabbos. One, one, one way in which you didn't do shmira. The kulu it's all one mistake. The carbon ashtrogikasi. You always bring a carbon corresponding to the error. Um, uh, right, so and we see that in Parshas Vayikra. We'll see that in a couple of weeks. Then it says, that you forget something's lost from you, and then you sin, and then you bring a carbon corresponding to the vinela menu, corresponding to the error that you made, or as the shoge, uh, the the uh, the unwitting aspect of what you did. So um, so let's let Rashi refer this Gemara and take a look at the Gemara Rashi is referring to. Um, just uh, simplify things a bit here. So here, source number seven. And if you're if you're not working, if you're not here, I think in an earlier version that was sent out, it'd be source nine, but source number seven, Hayodea Iker Shabbos. If you know, as we just read, if you know what Shabbos uh, is, as opposed to not knowing Shabbos, is, there's a different, there's a different uh, rule. So Minani Mili, how do we know this, right? It seems surprising what we saw in our Mishnah that you'd never heard of Shabbos. Or if you have heard of Shabbos, you bring it one carbon per Shabbos. How do we know that? What's it from? So Nachon says, Rabba Rabbua says, we have two different two different verbs that appear. This is uh, from Kiddush, right? It's a fairly well-known Pasuk. The, you know, the Israel keep Shabbos, the Shabbos. Right? It also says, and keep my Shabbosos, my plural, my Sabbaths. So are you my singular Sabbath, or are you supposed to keep my plural Sabbath? There's two different psukim. So Haketzad, how do we how do we figure this out? What does it mean? Shabbos, keep the individual Shabbos. That's Shmira Achas, the Shabbosos Harbe. So we're taking Shabbos here as like a collective noun, right? The Bnei Israel keeps the Shabbos, meaning the Shabbos as a collective item. The Es Shabbososai Tishmoru, all of my Shabbos is keep. Shmira Achas, the Shabbos for Shabbos. That is every single Shabbos you have to. So there's two different levels. You have to sort of Shabbos in general, and you have to keep Shabbos in particular for each Shabbos. How does that come out? Well, depending on the error that you make, if you forget the whole idea of Shabbos, you bring one carbon total. If you forget Shabbos on multiple days, you bring one carbon per day. That's the way Gemara re- learns this out. Now we're going to have an argument that may have. Little uh, difference in practice, but just a different way of reading them. So, Maskilar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, Nachman Yitzchak argues on that reading. He says, either the opposite, if the opposite makes sense, the Jewish people keep the Shabbos, that means each and every Shabbos. You have an obligation to keep each and every Shabbos. That means to keep Shabbos overall, all the Shabbos is the general one. The debate is which Pusik refers to the general, which Pusik refers to the, the particular, but everyone agrees. There's two different Sukkim. One applies to the general idea of Shabbos. The other one applies to the specific idea of each Shabbos. And they also, also everyone also agrees that that explains our Mishnah. 
right? That there's two different scenarios. You might bring one carbon per Shabbos. If you know what Shabbos isn't, just forget a bunch of Shabbos. Sometimes though, you bring only one carbon total if you never knew what Shabbos was. So that's the source that Rashi was referring to. Let's jump back into uh, Rashi on our, uh, on our first Shabbos and things are going to heat up very soon. So Rashi continues, uh, You do multiple malachos on, uh, on multiple, right? So if you know, there's two cases. If you don't know Shabbos, uh, you don't know what Shabbos is, that's case number one. You only bring one carbon. If you know what Shabbos is, you bring a carbon, one per Shabbos. So, and that's this case. You know what Shabbos is. You somehow forgot a lot of Shabbos and you did a lot of malacha. So he says, You forgot what Shabbos is. Right? Every Saturday, he just gets confused. He's like, today's Sunday, right? Uh, and Rashi explains how we know this. means It's contrasted to the next case. We know that it's Shabbos. Ezra, I'll take your question in a second. Um, it's con- next case where you know it's Shabbos. This case, you don't, right? This case, you don't know, you know that what Shabbos is. You just don't know that today is Shabbos. That implies our case, you don't know what Shabbos is. So what do you do? In such a scenario, you do a lot of malacha over a lot of weeks. Now, this is important. You never find out in the middle that you made the mistake. Usually, usually we have this idea. I mentioned before, it's lost. You forgot that you did something wrong. And then you do an Avera, you bring a carbon. Usually if you forget that you did something wrong and you do a lot of Averas, like let's say you forget pork is not cooked. And you eat a lot of pork, or pork maybe not. Better examples, chaleb, right? In fats, you forget the chaleb is prohibited. You eat a lot of chaleb, like every day, for the next twenty years, you eat chaleb. That's one halama. You forgot once, then you realize after you bring one chatas because it's all one big halama. Same scenario. You forgot the day of the week, and you never realized that you had made the mistake before. You never realized. Oh, you know what? Last week, missed I got the wrong day. You never realize anything. Lo no dal bin time so, right, in general, that would mean if you never realize, you'd only be chai of one. Yet here, you're chai of many. So Rashi's going to have to explain this. You're chai of one time for every Shabbos. Per Shabbos that you forgot what it was. Even you never realized in the middle. Usually, if you don't realize in the middle, forget some important halacha. You do a lot of averus, you're chai of one. Here, you forget, what, you, know, you forget about Shabbos. You never realize anything. You know what Shabbos, you may know what Shabbos is, but you forget multiple days of Shabbos. You never realized that you had made the mistake. Maybe just your calendar's off by it and you haven't corrected that for months. However, that happens. So you never found out in the middle. It's only one halama. It's only one lots of knowledge. Still, we still say somehow the days in between, meaning the days in between, meaning Sunday through Friday, they count, they are a yidiyah, a realization to split up. So that's really weird, right? Usually Shabbos, Shabbos, weekdays, weekdays, somehow the weekdays are breaking up between the Shabbos. Even though you for, your calendar's off and you forgot one time, you know, you, your calendar's one time by one day and that just, you know, uh, goes forward. You have the wrong day. Somehow, we still treat it like separate, multi, you bring separate uh, you bring multiple chatos rather than one because the days in between break it up. And now Rashi explains this. Um, 
right? Because, you know, people, uh, you're in society, you hear what day of the week it is. It's either Monday or whatever, or Friday or Saturday. You'll hear, you'll find out that that uh, that previous day was Shabbos. Find out, you will find out later on. You'll hear it's Tuesday. Then you'll say, okay, Tuesday, go Saturday. That was Shabbos. You'll realize that you probably missed something on Shabbos. What you did, you're not gonna like. You don't have like good recall. Did you bake? Did you not bake? You don't you remember. The original error was that you forgot Shabbos. You realized that it was Shabbos, right? So you forgot what day of the week it was. On just by being in society, you're gonna find out what day of the week it was. So you will realize that it was Shabbos. You won't realize what you did. You realize the avera that you did, right? you bake or not, but you will realize that it was Shabbos. That's how you split up those whatever, five Shabbos that you got the wrong day. We split it up into five different errors, five different Shabbos, and you bring five different Karbanos. Okay, the fact that you did multiple things wrong on Shabbos, that you only bring one Karban per Shabbos. It was one big error per Shabbos. You didn't forget about Malachos. You didn't forget it's prohibited to bake on Shabbos or prohibited to uh, layer on Shabbos or prohibited to plant a tree. You didn't forget that. You knew that. You just forgot it was Shabbos. You forgot it was Shabbos. You also then realized that it had been Shabbos. You never realized that you did anything wrong because you don't remember specifically what you did. Still, it's enough to break them up, but only to one carbon Shabbos. This is Rashi's take. Now, the words that Rashi quoted the days in between count as knowledge or remember and bring not just one carbon but multiple carbonos, one for Shabbos. That line comes from the Gemara in uh, Karesos. Um, just to highlight it here. We're not going to read it just yet. Rashi got that from the Gemara in Karesos. Um, Rashi's interpretation, though, is a little bit novel. Uh, right? Rashi's interpretation that he says the days between. Up, says, what does that mean? The days in between. The days in between would have caused you to realize that three days ago actually was Shabbos, and even if you won't remember what you did wrong, you'll at least remember. You'll remember your error. You thought three days ago was Friday. Turns out three days ago was Shabbos. You'll realize your error. That's enough to split up between Shabbosos and make you be chayav multiple uh, You have to multiple uh, uh, sin offerings. That's Rashi's. We're going to see three other approaches, but first I want to take questions, and I think we'll start with uh, with uh, Ezra's. And one is uh, everyone is recommended to uh, to follow uh, Dr. Zuckerman Ivan's class. So, and he's he's attending here and has a question. See, I didn't see it before. Rashi's approach seems to beg the key question: Why don't we worry people will doubt that other myths are from the Torah? Um. That was true in Rashi's time, but not as much true in the time of the mission of the week was much less well so, institutionalized. So maybe can you spell out your question. What, what are you asking? Why don't so we I, 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 yeah. can, can you hear me, um, Shlomo? You can hear me. Yeah. By the way, you're you're coming. I don't know if it's me or if, uh, but you, you're coming in and out a little bit like. Uh, well, I but, apologize. I, I, we've had some in the last couple of days, tried to sort them out, but I apparently. Uh, yeah, no, it's I mean, I, it, it, it's just a little patchy, but I think it's OK. So uh, the, my two comments were actually a, a little bit at different times. The first was just on the first, you know, his first reaction, which seemed to be uh, like the 
Havamina that someone could um, think that Shabbos is not from the Torah, it seems a little strange given that like, we don't usually think that about other mitzvahs in the Torah. Um, like it's not a, you know, why are we entertaining that here where we, we wouldn't entertain it elsewhere? But then the second point I was making was just about this approach, which I think, I think um, he's, he's a, like the assumption that you would be confronted by the fact of the week between one Shabbos to the next would have been true in Rashi's time and place, but it would have been much less true during the time of the Mishnah um, or the time of the Gemara. Like if you were living in a, a by the way place, then you would, um, you know, unless you have to be in a sizable Jewish community in most places in order to be dominated by the week because there were no Christians or Muslims around who were observing the week for the most part. I'm just saying it's much more, it seems a little bit anachronistic for him to think that you're going to be easily re running into people who are observing the week and then reminded of Shabbos that way. Interesting. Okay, so I'll take the two questions in order. So number one, it is odd that there's this idea of forgetting the principle of Shabbos. The reason it comes up here. It does come up in one other context. It comes up in Nida, actually in, in this source number three itself. Um, the Mishnah here sort of compares and contrasts Shabbos to Nida, and it does at least implicitly come up there. I mean, the reason it comes up here is because there's this distinction between like one, you know, bring one Chathas for one for all the Shabbases in one case versus a Chathas for every Shabbos in other cases. I don't think we're, I don't think we're saying it's particularly more likely someone will the principle of Shabbos. It's just that it has ramifications it might not elsewhere but hold that thought we'll get to the question of of um you know how is that possible you know of all things you think shabbos is pretty fundamental so hold that thought on the second note um and uh, max hit your hand on the second note um so that's very interesting it's another question on rashi we're going to read just in a minute tosvos has multiple questions on rashi we can throw that one at rashi too okay, because rashi quotes the gemara increase uh, in saying uh, that the days it up the days of the week break up between the Shabbos. You bring one carbon for Shabbos. Rashi explains that to mean you would definitely be aware of that. Um, you know, you're obviously uh, an expert in uh, how the week came to be and whatnot. Uh, for more on that, go to the class. Um, but that right, maybe that makes more sense to Rashi than it would have to the Gemara. Maybe the, maybe the Mishnah and or Gemara means something else. So we'll stay tuned on that for other approaches. Uh, you know, alternatives to Rashi. Maxine. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh... I'm not sure, you know, when Rashi is talking about, you know, forgetting or like not knowing what Shabbos is. Um, I don't know, like how literally is one supposed to take that? I mean, because there are so many things about um, about Shabbat and like that you can do and, you know, you would be doing like a... Um, things that are like prohibited derisa that like just do not appear in the shot of of the Tanakh so like I how much of it is like not knowing that Shabbos is in the Torah or just not knowing that like there are these you know this whole list of things that you're not supposed to do that like the only things that get said explicitly are like collecting sticks and lighting a fire um right so yeah. like what's the what's the is that difference kind of um is that relevant yeah 100 percent. it's a great question i think based on certainly rashi i mean rashi really seems to say for this to make this to work you have to actually just not know there is a concept of shabbos period and um and therefore if you th that's the difference between 
you know, like let's forget every malacha. It doesn't doesn't matter. Um, uh, you know what Shabbos is. You'll be high once for each Shabbos at the very least, and maybe more than that. But if you know, if if you don't know what Shabbos is at all, then that's just one big mistake, right? If you know that Shabbos exists, but you don't know about ten different malachos, well, that's ten different mistakes you made. Um, but if you even know what Shabbos is, that's just one very big mistake, and you only bring one kata. So I think, yeah, I think that's an important point. I, I think there's, I, I didn't uh, review this now, but uh, I think when I did this again previously, there's a question, if you don't know any of the malachos, let's say you know about zero of the malachos, um, uh, gatherings would be one, right? So if you knew that, you'd already be in, but let's say you know zero, but there's an idea of kiddush. But you don't know if there's any prohibitions, all you know there's this positive idea, does that count or not? So I think that's like, some Rishonin raised that as a question, if I'm not mistaken. But that I think would be a question of like what the definition of Shabbos is, right? If you only know about the aspects of Shabbos, about the prohibitions, is that Shabbos at all? Or is it's just so different than what Shabbos is in truth that it doesn't even count as knowing Shabbos. So that's a great, a great point you're raising. Um, and we could go off on a whole, uh, down a whole rabbit's hole there uh, if we had more time. Um, okay, Robert. I didn't ask a question. I'm not sure. Are you asking me? You, look, what, you raised what your it? hand. Is uh, that intentional? Oh, I see a hand raised, but I didn't <laughs> intend to do that. I don't know how okay, that happened. See? Sorry. And no, it's I very relevant because we're learning about unintended actions. And so uh, <laughs> it's, it's very relevant. You demonstrated for us how someone <laughs> can do something. That would that might actually be not shogeg, but misasik. Sometimes you can do something without even realizing what you did. That would be misasik. And in such a case, you don't bring a carbon. But yeah, there's a difference. Something versus an action without even knowing doing the action. Okay, good. So we saw Rashi's view. I think we're not going to get to the other Rashi's just in the interest of, of uh, time and wanting to cover a bit more. So let's jump to because Tosos is going to take on is going to take on Rashi here. Uh, before we get to Tosa, let's look at Rashi. We saw the Gemara in Krisis. I mean, we didn't read it. Um, unfortunately, we don't, we're not going to have time. But it raises this point that when you're trying to figure out how many carbonos to bring in some cases, um, right, like our distinction, same as our distinction, that if you know what Shabbos is, you bring one big carbon. If you know what it is and you happen to miss out on multiple Shabbos, you bring multiple carbonos. Why? Because the Yom Shabbat time, the days of the week, split it up. What we saw until now, Rosh Gemara Shabbos says that the days in between break it up because you're going to realize what day it was. You're going to realize it was Shabbos, even if you don't realize what you did exactly. But you'll at least realize Shabbos. Let's look at Rashi and Krisos, though. He seems to say something different. So he's just paraphrasing the Gemara here. This is a case where you do something over multiple Shabbases where you forget that it was Shabbos, but you know what the malachos are. You know you can't do these various malachos, but you forgot it was the same as our scenario in that other Gemara. So pshita Rabbi Akiva achas. You're high for each Shabbos. You're high one time per Shabbos, like in our mission, the same exact case. What's the logic? It's one big mistake. It's a lot of mistakes. It's one mistake per Shabbos, not one mistake overall. The days in, in between are a knowledge, or a realization, count as if you realize what you did. How so? The dummy kemisha nodalo bentayim the Shabbos avi. It's as if someone told you that it had been Shabbos. 
It's as if you didn't realize, you know, you 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 forgot about Shabbos, you didn't have Eira, then you realize, oh, look, I didn't have Eira last Shabbos. And, you, and then you forgot again for the next Shabbos. And then you realize it again. It's as if you realize each time. What's the implication of that? Very clear implication here. You didn't actually realize. No one told you what day of the week it was. No one said today's Tuesday. And then you said, oh, if today's Tuesday, three days ago was Shabbos, I didn't realize it was Shabbos. I can't remember exactly what I did, but now I know it was Shabbos. No, it's Rashi. Rashi seems to be arguing with the other Rashi. Rashi sometimes uh, diverts from his own view on different uh, Gemaras, not uncommon. Um, but somehow, uh, I see uh, Nathan says, it sounds like it's a magic reset, right? It's, it's an automatic thing. It's not based on your awareness. It's based on some objective factor. The days, and that's really what the words of the Gemara sound like, right? The days in between are a idea, are a realization, meaning you don't actually realize something substitutes for a realization that serve as if it's a realization, even though you don't realize. Now, why would that be? So there, there is a, you know, I think, a, I don't know if you need magic per se, but you can think about this objective criterion in a somewhat different way, which is, look, if you, right, like, let's say someone eats, uh, eats uh, chela, prohibited, prohibited fats, right? You eat one big uh, chela burger, a burger of chela, but prohibited fats. So you did one thing. Then the next day you eat another big chela uh, burger. You did two things wrong. Now, usually, we would say, well, you know, it's two things wrong, but you you right, you just forgot that chalev burgers were prohibited, and then you had two of them. So we'll say it's one big mistake. But maybe you could you could consider this area where, like, let's say that this the what you did, your action was so significant, like you know, like a chalev burger, just a chalev burger, right? But sometimes you can do something that's so significant that you know, to and it's so separate one from the other that we can't put them in carbon. You can't have one carbon cover these two averas. They're significant and they're so distinct from one another. And maybe that's what Rashi and the Gemara Increases are saying here. Or maybe they're saying it's not that it's not that you realize between the Shabbos. It's that you can't put two Shabbos into one. It doesn't work. You can't put two Shabbos into one. Now, if you've never heard of Shabbos before, fine. But you don't even know what Shabbos is. Fine, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll say you just bring one carbon. But if you know what Shabbos is, and oops, I forgot once the schedule, and I, I just, you know, it didn't get back on track, that doesn't work. There's These are, you know, sort of objectively two separate things. Each Shabbos is its own, you know, it's like a Big Mac. It's the Big Mac of, uh, of Averos. I don't know. It's such a big Avera, and it's so separate from the next one, right? Because it's not like, like with the Chelev, you can have one burger after the next. You can keep going. Shabbos, though, there's like an on and off switch, right? You can violate Shabbos on Shabbos, and for six days you can't violate Shabbos, and then it's then you can violate it again. So it's it's by definition split up one week from the next. So you might say that because of those days in between, that's the yedikali that breaks up your Shabbos such that you know if you have any idea of what Shabbos is, you've done multiple things wrong. Even if you only got once, right? Your calendar is off by a day. You, you thought all Fridays were, were Saturdays for, for months on end. Okay, in theory, that was one mistake. But we can't really consider that a mistake because each Shabbos is significant in its own right. It's separate from the next one. And we're going to therefore give you multiple chatos. It sounds like Rashi may be saying something in that direction, um, which again, it's, it's focusing on the objective factor of the separation between the Shabbos. Less on the subjective factor of your awareness, right? 
even though you don't realize in the middle, we can substitute that, the fact that the Shabbos are, are significant. The days we function as if they're a realization, and they split it up to five Quranos. So that's a second possibility. And now Tosfos is going to attack the first approach in Rashi that we saw, and they may come out similar to the second approach in Rashi, although may the same thing. But let's let's go through this because uh, there's some some good stuff here, uh, and then I'll take questions. This is the first line from our Mishnah. He says, "Perish for countries." Right? It says in the countries in the in the book, the notebook. That's Rashi. You never found out. You never realized that you did anything particular wrong. Still, the days break it up, right? Because you realize, you may realize later that the day was Shabbos, but you won't remember anything particularly wrong. You'll definitely realize what day of the week it was and that the previous that previous day was Shabbos. You won't realize what you did. That was Rashi's view. He has a question on Rashi. The Amar Bigmara, uh, you both cut, sorry, you harvest, cut wheat, and then you grind the wheat, the amount that you're for, you forgot that it was Shabbos, but you knew that it was permitted to do these things, both to cut uh, grain off the ground and to grind it. So you did each of those once. The Chazar, the Chazar, the Chazar, the Chazar, the Chazar, the Chazar, the you did the same thing again. You again forgot it was Shabbos, and you again cut the and you again ground it up. Ktsira goreres ktsira trina goreres trina. The 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 cutting connects to the cutting, and the grinding connects to the grinding. Perush They all connect to each other, and you only bring one chatas in such a case. You Shabbos, you you did these things, then you forgot Shabbos again. You did it again. You only bring one chatas. So with Shabbos achas, I we're talking about on the same Shabbos. The same week, the same Shabbos. Right? If we're talking about two weeks, the days would break it up. So we're talking about on the same Shabbos. This case, Toto says, according to Rashi's theory, you should be Chayev too, because you realized that it was Shabbos, right? You, you cut the, the wheat. Then you realize today's Shabbos. Then you forgot today's Shabbos, and you cut the wheat again. So according to Rashi, you realize there was Shabbos in the middle. You should bring. You should have to bring two toes. And yet the Gemara says you only bring one. This is disproved to Rashi. And why do you only bring one and not two? Because you didn't realize you did something wrong. You never realized. You may have realized it was Shabbos, but you didn't say it was Shabbos. Oh, and I cut the wheat. I did an avera. That would break it up because that you know once you realize you did the avera, you have to bring a chatas. Then you forget again and do it again. You bring a second one. That's a one disproved Rashi. Fine. Tosvos has this principle, what breaks up Karbanos? Rashi said it's if you realize your error, right? His, not, you know, he thought that that day wasn't Shabbos. Later on, he realizes the day was Shabbos. Even if he doesn't realize that he did anything wrong, he realized his error, that will break up Karbanos. Tosvos says that's not true. You need to realize not just your error, but you need to realize that you did an Avera. Right? According to Rashi, you never realized you did an Avera. You just realized, oops, I thought that was Friday, really it was Shabbos. But you never, like, it, it doesn't occur to you that you ate on Shabbos. Or not ate that would be bad any day of the week. But whatever, you cut, 
the grain on Shabbos, right? So Tosfos says, uh, it's only if you actually realize what you did that you're high, which makes a lot of sense because when you realize what you did, you then like, you know, then you, you realize, oh, I come in on Shabbos, I now need to bring a carbon. In a Rashi, you never had that realization. You never said to yourself, I need to bring a carbon. For Tosaf, you say, I need to bring a carbon. Then you make another mistake, you have to bring another one. So that's that's uh, that's Tosaf's view as opposed to Rashi. And he has another question on Rashi. Oh, right, we saw the Pasuk, we looked up the Pasuk. That that is So that's a pasuk, a divine dictate that in this you bring one carbon Shabbos. Rashi, you don't need a pasuk according to Rashi. According to Rashi, it's basic logic. Look at the way Rashi says it, right? You did not vera, you realized the, that you got something wrong, that it was Shabbos. That breaks them up. A pasuk to teach you that, that should just be logic. That's question number two. He quotes the mission in Christos we just saw, or, or didn't see, as the case was. So we're not going to read through all this. He compares it to Nida. He compares the situation to, uh, to uh, where someone violates one Shabbos and then the next Shabbos, to a case of where a man sleeps with a Nida, a woman uh, menstruating prohibition there and then uh sleeps with her again at some later point and the question is that well, this idea of, of the realization in the middle splitting it up and it would work on that count as well so tosfos therefore argues on rashi on these three count uh, for three reasons and his view is so you need to realize that you did not don't realize that you did not vera, it won't work um and uh and and he says you also need a pus so what did the Pusik teach you? Right? He doesn't have this principle that you would definitely realize what day of the week it was. That's, you know, he doesn't assume that. And, you know, that, I think, Ezra, that works very well for you, right? Tosa says, there's no such principle. I mean, you know, even whatever, whatever historical time period you're in, sometimes people are just very oblivious, right? You don't, I don't know, you don't check uh, the day of the week. So Tosa, whether for historical reasons or otherwise, that there's no assumption he knows what day of the week it is. But how does it work? The days in between are this objective factor. And maybe, arguably, Tosos here agrees with the Rashi in Chrysos that, uh, you know, in, in, even if you don't realize what you did, there's this custom, the Pasuk tells us this dictate of breaking the normal rules that even if you don't realize, the fact that the separate Shabbos makes you bring a separate carbon. One final view here, uh, view here from the Ramban, and then we'll take some uh, questions, discussion, the whole other half of the shear that I want to leave on. Um, Ban has this fascinating theory. He says, right, that line from Croesus that we've been trying to interpret. The days in between are knowledge. Rashi says it means, presumably you found out. Other Rashi says, no, it doesn't mean that. It means that even if you didn't find out, it's as if you found out. As that's because the Pasuk teaches us that Shabbos is split up the Karbanos to multiple ones. So what does the Ramban think it means? Right, and this is Ramban on, on our, our Mishnah. So he says, Right, that's subtweeting Rashi. Not that he heard that that day was Shabbos. Not that he realized on his own what day of the week it was. No, neither of those. Ella, think about it at all. Right, he's just living his life, living his best life, not thinking about days of the week and such. Right, remember, this is only in a case where Shabbos is. If you don't know what Shabbos is, you bring one carbon total regardless. 
But if you know what Shabbos is, right? that sort of Shabbos meaning, you know the seventh day of the week is Shabbos. So you go through a week. So today, yesterday, the next day, you count the seven days. You hit six days, you hit six weekdays. If you just did the math, if you just would think about it for a second, you would say, wait a second, Sunday, Monday, today's Shabbos. If you just think about it for a second. And you should realize, wait, last week I did that, I chopped down that tree, that must have been Shabbos, and today's Shabbos. Listen to that, that crazy line. Even though you thought about it, it's it counts as you thinking about it. Why? Not because it's there as a custom, not some Pasuk automatically declaring it that way. What's it, what's the logic here? He prefaces it specifically. You know what Shabbos is. You know how Shabbos works. Seven days is Shabbos. So it's almost like even if you don't find out, and you know, no magic, it's not the objective factor of the day, it's your fault for not thinking about what day of the week it is. Right? If you know, if you haven't heard of Shabbos, fine. Like we can't blame you for that, right? But if you know what Shabbos is, it's your job to have this Shabbos awareness, to keep in mind what day of the week it is. If you don't, if you if you're uh, you know irresponsible, I guess, and you don't even think of what day of the week it is, that's on you. And treat it as if you knew, right? You were you. It's like a basic expectation that anyone who knows what Shabbos is will keep track of the days and know when it is Shabbos. And he goes into more details about Nida and other things, but this is an entirely different understanding of Yom Hashemim Time Ha'idiyah, right? It's not that he would have found out in practice. And it's not that, you know, even if he doesn't find out, the Torah says that, uh, you know, the objective factor, the days are objective. But for the Ramban, it's that not knowing that today, uh, that today is Shabbos, if you know what Shabbos is, if you know how Shabbos works every seven days, that's your fault. You're irresponsible and will treat it as if you knew. Right, so um, uh, there are other parallels uh, in the law. Like if you if you just blatantly ignore a fact that you should know, you claim lack of knowledge. Right, Not, lack of awareness for something clear uh, isn't uh, isn't the valid defense, and we treat it as if you did know, and that's why you're high of one Shabbos, right? Because you didn't forget you didn't forget once all the Shabbos is. No, you better keep track, and you know the fact that you're uh, the fact that you forgot you forgot. Uh, one time for each Shabbos. So I think there's a deep, a deep principle here in terms of how we think about how we think about Shabbos, how we think about our weeks. Or you can't basically. There's a principle here that you can't like get lost in your work. You can't totally uh, submerge yourself in out uh, without being aware, without keeping track of when Shabbos is. That's one of the principles of right. If you have Shabbos, if you know what Shabbos is, hopefully. Uh, Every Jew has been introduced to that. You better keep track of it. You better run your life around it instead of just, you know, going, going uh, caught up in the work week, which I think is the overall principle of Shabbos, that need for a day of rest. Part of that is the need to keep track uh, of what your days are, what's, uh, when you would need to rest and when you wouldn't. Okay, Nathan says that would be like Mazid. Maybe it would be like Mazid, but it certainly is not Mazid because you don't actually know, right? So it's, you should have known. Um, and that's enough to split up to multiple shogates, because right in, in practice, you actually didn't know. So you can't say you know if you don't, but we, we will treat you like Mazin, or we'll treat you, you should have known that it's not one big mistake, it's multiple 
specific mistakes. But yeah, it's, it's a fair question on the Ramban. And um, Ezra, I see you're asking a key question is, do you find that what David Weekend is from fellow Jews or from the general culture? Tosa seems to be assuming the latter. Well, I don't know if Tosa is assuming, I mean, I don't know if it's general culture as much as it's on the individual for Tosfos, right? Rock assumes anyone who's, you know, if you if you exist and you live with people, you'll find out what they, Tosfos assumes it doesn't matter, like, no excuse. Even if you live by yourself, you have to keep in mind, you have to keep track of it, um, right? The, as you said at the end of your, your comment here, even if it's true, the Jew is, oh, sorry, Tosfos, my bad. Yeah, Tosfos, um, right, the Ramban, I agree with you, saying that you're, each Jew is responsible for everything. I don't know if, I don't know, um, it's not clear to me if, if Rashi and the Tosfos are focusing more on Jews or on non-Jews, just they may just have different assumptions overall like, in terms of whether a person would realize. Yeah. yeah, I guess I just would say there's only two ways you can find out logically what day of the week it is. One is from fellow Jews, which would mean that they're in one way or another actually observing Shabbos. Like even if they said Yom Rishon B'Shabbos, Yom Sheni B'Shabbos, Yom Shlishi B'Shabbos, you would find out from other Jews, right? Mm-hmm. Or you would find out from the general culture, which means from non-Jews. Because it's not a nature. Or yourself. Right? You have or to find yourself. One way or another. Possibly. Or yourself. Yeah. So that's what they're talking about. Your emphasis. Like basically you've. Sure. Yeah. So then they're saying that you are. Uh, if it's not from yourself. That's what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a fair point. Hey, we're, we're short on time. I want to I wanna just get to a last point. I, and we'll take. Once we're done, I'll take a bunch of questions. I'll go late. But I want to get in this last point before, uh, before the hour's up. So we're jumping ahead, source 11 here. We're not actually getting into this, even though it's fascinating. And it has huge implications for the history of the halacha. The whole Mishnah is talking about a case of a baby that was captured among the Gentiles, meaning, you know, a Jewish kid was captured, has zero Jewish education. Or a case of a Gentile who converts among the Gentiles. So they, the con has also no Jewish education, somehow enough to convert, we'll get to that in a second, but not enough education to know what Shabbos is at all. So it's not that you forgot what Shabbos is, you never learn what Shabbos is, period, right? Because you have zero Jewish education. Um, but if it's a case where you, at one point, I don't know, and then later you forgot, you're chayev for every Shabbos, like the case of if you knew about Shabbos, meaning, like, I mean, it's more complicated than this and the Gvar gets into it, but big picture, it sounds like there's no such thing as forgetting Shabbos. If you ever knew what Shabbos was, you have no excuse to forget it, right? If you do forget it, it doesn't count as if you forgot it. It counts as if you knew it and you just forgot every week. There's this thing as, oh, I never, you know, I forgot about Shabbos, you know, for the last 20 years. There's no such thing as that. If you knew what it was at any point in time, it's that every single Shabbos you, you know you actively forgot or something like that. Um, but you can't you can't say uh, if you actually were never taught that's one thing. But if you were taught what Shabbos is, you can't say, well, I forgot once and for all. Uh, no, each Shabbos was was you know was a specific forgetting on your part. Fascinating idea. The whole question whether that worked. Mishnah the Gemara challenges it. It like complicates how you'd read the Mishnah. Um, also, the Kavitino Kshanishba has a, a huge and fascinating history, um, sort of co-opted, brought into a whole set of other cases, and the Rambam uses it in significant ways, and uh, the modern period is used in multiple ways, um, a series of classes just on that, but we're not going to do that now. 
we're just going to jump ahead. Uh, and everyone, there's a lot, a lot of to look at here if you in your time if you want, and you should have the handout. And if not, I can send it to you. Um, but we're going to jump ahead to Tosfos. Tosfos here. What on earth are we talking? Gershon is guy or been a, a, a convert who converts among Gentiles. How does that work? So there's two issues here. Number one, don't you need a Besdin, a Jewish court, to convert a Gentile? You can't just convert on your own. You need a Besdin. So, no, no, no. If they gimel. Obviously, there was a Besdin. There were three, you know, there were three, uh, you know, uh, three jurists, three rabbis sitting on your Besdin. And they did convert, you know, so you had a Jewish Besdin to convert you. So that was problem number one, right, by just asserting that you had that. Third problem is, how would you get, how would you ever convert without knowing what Shabbat was? They didn't tell the, the convert about Shabbos. They said a ton of whatever other stuff. Didn't mention anything about Shabbos. Right? So he says, going back to the first point, if you just convert by yourself, you can't convert by yourself. You need a best. You can't just declare yourself Jewish. You need a court to uh, bring you into the faith. But fascinating idea. Right? The best then somehow managed to accept you without, you know, the whole process the whole conversion process, they never told you what Shabbos was. It never came up. That's what Tosfos says. And he says that would work. Right now, it's not crazy work. In general, the rule for conversion is modi and lo, mixes kalos, mixes chamuros. You don't need to teach some, You don't need to teach a, a, a potential convert all the laws in the Torah. I mean, there's a lot of them, and they're complicated. It would take a really long time. You need to teach them some of the big ones, some of the small ones, and they need to accept the whole thing. Right? Maybe if, you're, if you want to be prudent, you make sure you them. It's not a requirement. Uh, certainly not a requirement ex post facto. So Tosfos is saying, yeah, you can skip, you can skip Shabbos, teach some other important ones, and the convert converts, and then this Besdin disappears, and they never learn about Shabbos. That's what our case is. But the Mari Korkus, a commentary, 16th century commentary on the Rambam, uh, he's not happy about this. He says, and he's dealing with the Rambam. He's going to quote the Rambam, who has a different solution to our problem of how one converts. Uh, among uh, one converts without knowing about Shabbos. So Kasev Rabbeinu, the, our teacher, the Rambam writes, Gershon is Gair who cut up. The Rambam throws in, right, a a a, a who converts among the Gentiles. The Rambam throws in, oh, he's a baby, right, which may be more plausible, like, you know, the lesson was coming through, they do a conversion, they leave, the baby never is taught anything, right? Because the baby at the time. Um, how conversion of minors works is a whole other discussion for another time. But so he asked the question though, why does the Rambam need to say he's a baby? The Gemara doesn't say he's a baby. The Gemara just says uh, uh, a convert among the Gentiles. So here's his answer. If this baby weren't a baby, convert among the Gentiles, where a Bezdin sort of came in and them, you'd have to tell them about the Chamuros, some of the more significant, the more severe mitzvos. Shabbos is considered the equivalent of all the mitzvahs. Obviously, any Bezdin that had any uh, self-respect would teach this person about Shabbos. How can you convert someone without even teaching them about Shabbos? Rabbi says, okay, so it must be it's a case for the kid's a kid. If you're a kid, you, you don't really have your you mitzvah. You're not considered to have a, you know, a awareness or a mental capacity to accept mitzvahs, so it's possible to convert a katan, a minor, without them accepting mitzvahs. Again, discussion for another time. That's why they didn't learn about Shabbos, because he didn't have any mitzvahs. A kid or a baby, uh, that's so right? Tosos customer in the Mayri show, Loho Diyu Mitzvah Shabbos. Right? We saw in Tosos just a second ago. No, it's not a baby. It's an adult. They just, the better taught him about Shabbos. 
Vidochak Lomar came. That's very difficult. That can't. So it sounds like he doesn't quite say it outright, but he strongly implies that Mari Krukas does that you can't convert someone if they don't know about Shabbos, right? It's it's against. It, you know, he's almost saying it's against the rules. Absolute requirement. There's no there's no list of things a person needs to be taught before the Mari Krukas. This is the closest thing to an official list, you know, with at least one thing, namely Shabbos. How can you convert to Judaism without knowing what Shabbos is? You know, how can you accept mitzvos without being Shabbos? So I think this is another really, you know, important principle. It shows us the depth and the, the importance of Shabbos to the Jewish experience. According to the Marikurkis, he doesn't say it outright, but you wonder what he's saying. According to Tosvos scenario, right? The best thing together, ad hoc, convert someone, doesn't tell them about Shabbos. Maybe if you if you wanted to take a strong reading of this Marikurkis, you would say it's not valid. Valid conversion because a convert who doesn't know about Shabbos, you can't say that they accepted the mitzvahs. You can't say that they became Jewish and accepted the mitzvahs because such a such a significant principle, namely Shabbos, wasn't known to them. So, yeah, you know, we skipped a lot of interesting Gemara back and forth there. But I thought this was another another uh, look at this idea that Shabbos is so central you can't accept, even though you can skip any mitzvah in particular, but not Shabbos. Says the Mari Korkis. Um, so again, just to recap quickly, and then I'll take all the questions. Uh, the first very extended discussion we saw uh, about uh, about when you bring one carbon, when you bring multiple carbonos, um, even if you do multiple over multiple shabbosos. If you don't know what Shabbos is at all, that's one big mistake. You bring one carbon. If you know what Shabbos is, but you miss out on a lot of Shabbos, you bring a lot of carbonos. But why? Rashi says it's because you must have realized in between, even though you don't realize what you did, you at least realize that you missed out on Shabbos. Tosfos seems to be problematic. In general, you need to realize not just that you missed Shabbos, but a specific Avera that you did. And Tosfos suggests instead that it's Xeris Akatsum. The Tosfos says that if you missed, uh, if you uh, if you realize, sorry, that, that if you have multiple Shabbos, you bring multiple Karbanos, as long as you know what Shabbos is. And, and that may be also what Rabbi Krisa says, that uh, the day has some sort of objective status that they don't mix together. They're separated. They're distinct because of the day. And then we saw the Ramban, which really uh, raises an interesting principle that you don't need to you don't need to just keep Shabbos. You also need to be aware of Shabbos, keep track of Shabbos. You need to keep a calendar. That's part of being a Jew is uh, keeping a calendar, knowing when Shabbos is. You can't just forget about Shabbos. And if you do, each Shabbos is a mistake. So that was one piece. Now this question of is it possible to accept the Torah without having been educated about Shabbos? It's the exception to the rule. Usually, you know, as long as you have a general, uh, you know, a general smattering of laws of the Torah, that's good enough. Mari Kirkus says, no, you need Shabbos on the list. Shows the, uh, the fundamentality, the, the, the depth of the connection between Shabbos and Happy to take many questions. And um, I see some are already in the chat. Just next week, we're going to, this topic that's very adjacent to this one, which is Mahalik Bamidbar. Someone stuck in the desert, doesn't know uh, doesn't know what day of the week it is and what do they do. So that's very practical. Well, hopefully not, but theoretically very practical. Okay, questions. I see Simon put before down on how much stupidity is credible. That's a good question. I guess the, um, uh, Simon, you're still there, right? Um, the, the uh, it, it sort of does, it doesn't really matter that much in terms of credibility because look, we're talking about bringing a katas. We can't really force you, Bezden can't really force you to bring a katas. If you want to resolve your sin, you bring the khatas, right? If you, it's, you know, unless there's like witnesses that could 
testify, it doesn't really work because this all is based on what you realize and what, what you did when you did it. So if wants to like lie to themselves and not bring a carbon, great. Like that's sort of between them and God and, and it won't end well. Um, so credibility is a factor here because um, it's really between the, the, the person who did the Avera and, the, and themselves to figure out what to do. The rabbis can help them sort it out, but they're not going to really enforce it. In general, there's a question of how much we enforce bringing a khatas, but especially a case like this, it's almost impossible to adjudicate. Um, and if they want to lie, they can lie, and you can't really stop them. But that's a, yeah, it's an interesting question. I see Nathan post perhaps Ramban is hinting to the mitzvah of remembering Shabbos, not just guarding. Zahar and Shamor. That's a very interesting idea. Um, let's go back and look at the language of the Ramban. Um, he doesn't, I don't recall him that language, which, you know, I mean, I think it, the idea makes a lot of sense. Um, but, uh, but it would be, it's, you know, it's interesting that he doesn't use that language. Um, right, Nasandato, So I wonder, maybe because he wants to connect it to the case of Nida, he, wanna, he doesn't want to make it too Shabbos specific, because right? there's no mitzvah of Zahri, although there is a mitzvah of the Safra, of counting. So maybe you could end up with something like that. I think the idea is great. I'm not sure it's the Ramban because he doesn't spell it out, but maybe, maybe it's the idea behind the Ramban. Um, and definitely it could be, even if, if it's not the Ramban, it's a very interesting and attractive idea. Um, uh, Shoshana says, are there sin offerings available to us now? The answer is no, uh, given the, uh, the uh, town of Jerusalem not, be, not uh, being standing, not, not existing. Um, but, you know, uh, theoretically in a messianic era, there though, you know, one can always later on go and bring all the, all the required in the future. Um, and as an alternative, there are multiple tracks to atonement uh, alternative to that. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe the central two being number one, shuva, repentance, you know, if someone does something wrong, to realize it, to stop doing it, to commit to not doing it in the future. And secondly, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, can uh, sort of wipe away all sins, at least uh, uh, assuming uh, one has also done tshuva. So we don't have the sin offerings in practice, but there is sort of an alternative track uh, of tshuva repentance plus the Day of Yom Kippur. Um, okay, I will take that in a, in a second. Uh, uh, sure, Shoshana. And first we'll take hands. I think we have Ezra and then uh, Jake. And then I was we'll going to ask, what, what's the response? So the, the last sheet that you, you quoted, the uh, Mari Corcus makes a lot of sense. So I think intuitive. Uh, but then what's the response to it? Well, Tostos, I mean, Tostos has on their, on their side the fact that uh, there's no supporting the Mari Corcus, right? Like all you need is Miktas, uh, or right, Kalos Vechamros. No one says you need to teach all of the severe ones are, you need to teach some minor mitzvahs, major mitzvahs, just to get a bit basic picture. So if you're just working with prior sources without this intuition, you don't have the intuition that Shabbos is very important. Okay, it's very important. Like, you know, would it be like a mistake to not show him about Shabbos? Probably. But did you fail to qualify uh, the standards for conviction? Probably not. Right? If you just look at the list, what do you need to do? You need to tell them about some selection of mitzvahs. They need to commit to it. And you know mikvah and you know, you know mikvah and bris and whatever else you can just say look I checked off all the boxes so they should convert so the Mari Kirkus it has the burden of proof on him he wants to say no Shabbos is so important that it is you know, it's a list of one mitzvah that you can't skip that, that no one had said before so I think Tosvos you know has the sources on his side and uh, and 
the Mari Corcus may have intuition on his side, but it's, it's a and, bit of an and How would you think people would Paskin today? Uh, that's a great question. I don't think it's going to come up. I think if it comes up, you have a lot bigger problems, the technical question. Uh, what sort of business would do that? You may have bigger problems, but I don't know. It's a great question. Uh, I could see I could see it going either way, right? Because you have this Mari. The, the, the truth is Mari Corcus doesn't go as far as saying hustle. So it would be a bit of a lift Mario Kurkus yeah. to say that post facto it's invalid. That's an extra step. So it's a lot. It's less likely, but never say never. People do crazy things, especially uh, in terms of invalidating conversions, which is probably us are terrible. But uh, but that's the world we live in. So yeah. never say Thank never. You. It would seem like yeah, it seems like most likely it wouldn't uh, invalidate it after the facto would be my guess. But yeah. Um, okay. So uh, Jake, do you want to speak or you want your written your go with the writing? Okay. And feel free to clarify. So am after plain, it, is it plain from Ramban's language, whether he means remembering the specific day of the week, or it's simply realizing that you did malach on 14 consecutive days and deducing that two or more were Shabbos be sufficient? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not fully clear, right? Because the scenario he gives is where you like did it you know, one day and then seven days later. But I would guess... I guess he would say if you, some, whatever the scenario is, if you found that you did it more than once um, and you should have realized to stop and you should have, right? I think that would be a factor maybe. Like, is it like, is it, was it irresponsible on part to not have realized that there should have been another Shabbos or not? Like, like the case we're going to talk about next week where you just totally lose track or you're like in the desert, whatever, you wake up for, you know, from a coma by yourself in the desert um, and you just have no idea, like, so then what are you supposed to do? Do your best. He might not say it there, but in a case, like there's a normal, a normal chain of events and you should know, then you should know. I think it's more that than, than realizing retroactively that you did multiple amirs. It's more that prospectively looking forward, you should have realized that this will be Shabbos. I, I think that's what he's getting at. But again, it's not that you should have realized based on social interactions. You should have realized based on your obligation as a Jew to know when Shabbos is. Um, thank you, Ezra. Okay, now Jason's question, and then you know, there's more time. Happy to entertain more. A content be a sufficient explanation as Katana not high to begin with. So, Jason, for that you need to go into the whole question of how is Jason here? Um, we don't have Jason, but it's good. It's an important question, so we'll answer it anyway. And happy to follow up with Jason later, or if he's listening to the recording. Oh, he's here. Okay. Um, got it. Geira's uh, katan, the conversion of a minor, works along a different track than conversion of a gadol. Question of how it works: Do, do they need to like reaccept at age thirteen? Maybe yes, maybe no. But I think that um, I think that you know either way that can work here. Um, how how Geira's katan works is uh, is a question. A couple different tracks, but ba the big idea is you can convert the person because they have sort of no say in the matter because they're a kid. They don't really they can't really evaluate. The ups or down, you know, the positive or negatives of being Jewish, but if it's a scenario where it's a zchusulo, where it's for their benefit to be, which might depend on context, um, if where they're better off Jewish, someone else can be zachin la other Someone else can give them, you, know, you can give someone a present even if they're not there. You can say, you know, this uh, cookie now belongs to whoever, and now they own the cookie because it's good for them. Not not computer cookies; those are bad for you. But uh, an edible cookie. Uh, not that sort of edible cookie, but you know the cookies, you know, good for you. Um, then 
good for them so you can give it to them. Same thing, you can give you can give Judaism, you can give the status of Judaism to a child, even if it's in front of you. It's a bit complicated, there's a lot of different views, but at least that's one account of how conversion would work. And actually that's the proposed solution, or one of the proposed solutions to the, the issue in Israel today um, is to, uh, to do geris katan, to convert kids, because they don't need to accept mitzvahs, right? Instead of having adults who actually don't have any interest in keeping mitzvahs, and then they say, do you want to accept mitzvahs? And they say, yes. And they say, okay, you're Jewish. And then the next day they're not. And it's sort of a sham. What do you do with kids where they don't actually need to accept it, assuming they're better off Jewish than not, which is a bit controversial, but not unreasonable in a Jewish state. Say people are uh, you know, better off Jewish than not if they want to be part of the Jewish people socially, even if not halachically. Um, so that will be the solution. No need for Kabbalah's mitzvahs. You don't need to accept the mitzvahs. So, so the fact that this person does Shabbos isn't technically a problem. Obviously, it's a it's a larger sense is a problem, not a problem in terms of in terms of the conversion's effectiveness. But yeah, it's a good question. Um, any other questions or thoughts or ideas? Sign off. Um, is there a sign off? Uh, I guess just you know, thank you uh, for the great share, and thank you everyone uh, who participated and you know, asked some really great questions, um, you know, that went in all sorts of directions I wasn't um, expecting. And I'm really looking forward to next week. Thank you so much.